Hello and welcome to We Never Met, the podcast where I talk to interesting strangers every single week. And today we have John. Hey. Yeah. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? We we literally just met just now. That's right. First time First ever. Time. Um, and among other things that I don't know necessarily about you yet, um, I know you from MKE Drones, yep. which is your Instagram account, your website, um, where you do like aerial photography and video work. Yes. Um. So I guess to start off, when did that whole thing develop? Yeah. So um, back in, uh, I believe it was 2016, I was kind of going through some stuff last night, just kind of looking at some of my old files. Yeah. Um, back in around 2015, 2016, um, uh, I the, the paving company that I actually still work for, Asphalt Paving, so construction. Okay. Um, I was the youngest guy there, you yeah. know, and they're like, hey, we should start using drones for marketing. And I'm like, you know, okay. And they're like, sure. here, you do this. And I'm like, okay, all right, sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, being that quote unquote techie kid there, whatever. So yeah. they threw that at me and we, we went out and got one. And, um, uh, the first one we got wasn't great and it was, but it was a good learning experience right away to learn how to start flying. Drones. What was the first and one you got? It was a unique brand, which okay. is like with a Y unique, Y U N E E C. Okay. I've never even heard and, of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're definitely, uh, not as popular as they were like even DJI like four or five or years ago. DJI yeah. is, is, yeah. is huge. And, yeah. and I'll get into that too. Um, so that at least got my feet, you know, started, got my feet wet in it and started going around, uh, flying some then. Yeah. And then, um, as we got more serious about it, it was like, Hey, we should think about getting a different, you know, a drone that's a little bit more capable. Right. So then we moved into a DJI drone that was, that started things off. And then at some point in that whole time frame of starting to do that with work, yeah. I thought, man, there's a huge business opportunity here and looking around online. I'm like, there's not a whole lot of this stuff in the area yet. Right. So I'm like, well, I'm like, shoot, I should jump into this. So, yeah. um, bought my own gear okay. and then it jumped into the whole like well the laws and all this stuff around sure. it all with the commercial side of it and that became an issue too because back in 2016 uh and in 15 especially there wasn't really any good laws for drones for commercial right, right, right so right. the only thing they had was something where basically you had to have a manned pilot's license in order to fly what a drone yeah which <laughs> which is insane because <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. For, for two reasons number one like that's a massive cost. Like, I mean, yeah. people spend, you know, thousands of dollars getting pilot's license, right. tons of hours of, of flight time, like in a plane yeah. with an instructor and then on the, on the ground, right. the ground school stuff too, before that. So it's, it's a massive process. And, and I, I, part of me gets it. Like they didn't really know what they were doing yet with it all. That sure. was like, they just want to put something on it. So right. not everyone's doing it. And then, but the other problem with it is that I, I mean, I, they, a man, a man pilot may or may not be able to fly a drone, just like I can't fly a man plane. Like it <laughs> right. doesn't, they it's don't the fly at thing. all. Yeah. They're completely different. Yeah. And so that's why it was so ridiculous. And so people were like, well, okay. And, and there were people who had crossover, like had sure. a pilot's license, maybe came out of like the remote aircraft world, flying RC planes or sure. helicopters and that stuff. And that was a good crossover for some of those people to be able to fly and and easily jump into this new thing, making money, flying sure. you know some pretty large drones for movies and you know early on stuff like that. Yeah. So then in 2016 was when the laws finally became reality to what they are today for commercial drones. Okay. And so I was actually one of the first people in the state to get certified for flying uh, drones in in you know under that new law system called Part oh, really? 107. Yeah, I was literally the day they released it. I studied for weeks before I walk into the testing sure. center at 9 a.m. I think they opened at 8. Okay. And I know both the guys that were in front of me um, that went at 8 o'clock. I actually know both of them. 
And so I'm at nine o'clock, I'm yeah. in there, boom, knock this test out, pass. I'm like, all right, good cool. to go. Yeah. So um, that started it kind of then. It was like, all right, well, got the gear, got the legal side of it handled, get the insurance. And, right. You know, okay, well, how do we make this happen now? Like, what do I got to do? And that's the hardest part then is you have all the, once all the pieces of the puzzle are in place, as far sure. as that goes, it's, well, now I got to find work. Like, I got to I got to right. market myself and all that. Yeah. And so, so then uh, that jumped into how did that to do happen? all that. I was fortunate that you know, on the construction side of things, my job was sales. Sure. So I was, I was easily able to, um, take some of that experience and go, okay, well, what's my target market? You know, right. like what, where do I see this being used the best or the, the most, you know, easily to just plug into different areas with drones. Right. So like construction or, um, marketing companies, stuff like right. that. And so I, you know, at first I made a couple calls and I was like, well, I don't really have anywhere to send these people. Like, Right. I'm having to show them. So yeah. it was like, all right, well now I need to figure out, okay, I got to get some stuff put together, like get some videos, make, create some photos, all that stuff, and then create a website. And then that way, now I have a place to direct people right? and go, Hey, go check out my stuff here. Yeah. If you like it, can, you want to meet, you want to, you know, and so yeah, then yeah, I started yeah, yeah. doing cold calling basically like on the phone, just straight up calling people. Hey, what do you think about, Wow. you know, this and, and it, it worked a little bit. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's cold calling. Like it's right. It's, it the is success it rate is. is probably low. Yeah, I mean, some people don't call you back. Some people right. just don't care, you know. Yeah. But then you do hit some, and, and then it takes off from there. Right. So, so, so who were some of the first people that you had? Believe it or not, one of the first things I did was I was in way over my head was a golf course. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah, up in Menominee Falls, and uh, you know, like it wasn't even over my head as far as like just like flying, and getting the video and all that. Right. It was like the amount of time that it takes to do a golf course. I've done more of them since, and yeah. now I obviously know like what I'm getting myself yeah. into, but. It's it like multiple trips to try and get all the whole shot just right how you want the lighting right. just right all that and then when you have like eighteen of anything the post processing is oh, an eternity yeah. like when you're creating out like a you know a real estate video for a home or a commercial property mm -hmm. it's one video like right. that's it the golf course thing is like an eternity of editing. What are they using those videos for? Just marketing? Yeah. Okay. So they so what they'll do is the ones I've done they put them on the website so then that way there's oh. basically if I want to check out the course i can do a fly through oh, like with that's the, cool. you know like of each hole basically you can click yeah. on it and do a video fly through of each core of each hole and see what it's like and wow kind of get a feel for it wow so it, and then i'll do usually i create one that's just an overview of the course too sure so it just shows like the clubhouse and you know um like their driving area whatever and, and just yeah. kind of shows what the course overall looks like yeah because on on your website too it says you've done stuff for like the bbc that's yeah pretty so major. um this was back in um, I think this was 2017, I would say. So a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. um, they reached out, they had, they were here shooting at, uh, Taliesin, which is Frank Lloyd Wright's house out in oh. spring green, Wow, uh, which is like West of Madison, yeah. uh, South of Madison. Uh, and they were shooting a special out there, like basically a, a, a one hour documentary about that house and like, Hey, we want to get a bunch of drone footage of it. So, wow. um, yeah, so I went out and shot for, I think half a day out there with, with them and. Um, it, it was one of my first production things I did and they were really chill. They're just like, yeah, just go shoot. Like it, it was, it was a small crew for them. It was only a couple guys there. Oh, wow. Basically a cameraman, a sound guy, the director, and, and, and uh, the, the guy that was doing the voiceover who sure. was kind of like an actor, you know, so he's yeah. walking around talking, doing voiceover stuff around the facility. 
and they're just like, yeah, just go shoot. And, you know, we'll try not to step on each other. Like we're, we're getting in your shots and you're getting in ours and right. worked out great. It was, it was pretty cool. Well, that's a fun. pretty, that's pretty incredible for them to reach out to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The website for that stuff, the, my website's been big. That's how a lot of, a lot of these productions, like last year I did one with JBL, the audio company. Oh, cool. Um, that was actually an ad uh, that had Giannis in it. And yeah. I didn't shoot him at all. He was a separate day. We were sure, shooting sure, sure. all the stuff I was doing the day before. Yeah. But um, it was still cool to, to work with them on that. And uh, they almost flew me out to Michigan to do another one, actually. Because they're like, yeah, dude, we've already, you know, we've had some people do some of the other, because they were doing, okay. they're doing like different NBA stars in different cities yeah, yeah, doing sure. videos with them. And I guess they had a couple bad experiences. Like, he's like, if I can afford to, I'm going to try and fly you out for this. Because he's like, this, you know, some of these have been like less than, less Le- than less stellar. Than <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like, hey, if, if you can swing it and I can swing it. And I, he ended up not getting back to me which was fine because yeah flying with drones is is fine but it's a pain in the butt so yeah that's what i was gonna ask like what what when you first started learning what was like the hardest part to like flying a drone because i've only flown mm-hmm. one i'm a video producer and i've sure. i've flown one a couple times yeah and um but you it, it takes like a lot of skill to get like the cinematic kind of shots that you want yeah so i always tell people like if you just want to go, because people are like, oh, how hard is it to fly a drone? I'm like, it's easy. Like, to just, just put a drone the in the up, air. Yeah. yeah. And just go forward, backwards, you know, right, like right, all right. that. It's simple. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's it's fairly intuitive as far as the initial, like, how to use it goes. But where it gets hard is then, like you said, like getting cinematic shots, knowing what you need to get, and then executing that, like, with precision. Like, right. you know, where there's not jerky movements in the video clip or where, um, you know, you're, you're nailing that shot in... in Especially if you're doing single op where like you're watching the screen to make sure that shot is dead on what yeah. you want, but you're also like avoiding obstacles like, you know, trees, and, trees and, and power lines yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Um, you know, and so on bigger stuff, um, I have done two operator. I have one of my, my larger drones will allow that where you can have one person flying and one person operating the camera. So oh. that way if I'm flying, I'm just watching the drone and the guy on camera is worrying about that. But then you got to coordinate too, because right. on the camera, I got to tell him what I need him to do, like how fast he needs to be going, right. what direction, like all that. So you got to pre-plan each shot out and make sure you're both on the same page on it all. Yeah. So for, for me, I do mostly single ops just cause I know what I want. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's definitely situations where you you can't like you have to have two people there to to get the shot done right and has, has there any been like any terrible experiences with you where you half flew into power lines or like so yeah so i mean anybody who's flown drones for any amount of time will tell you like they've crashed like yeah. it happens yeah like, it's not a matter of of if oh no i'll never it's crash when. it's when like yeah. everybody does yeah. it and and it's just how bad is it too mm. you know um early on i i had just like when i was practicing i had some um, you know, the thing about drones is orientation always. So like sure. if the drones facing you, everything's reversed, you know? So like, oh, yeah, you know yeah. that in your head, but if you're not quick enough, especially right. early on, like your first, you know, you know, half a dozen or a dozen times you go out, like yeah. it's, it's, you know, not, you don't feel it right away. Yeah. You don't have a feel for it right away. And so I, I hit some trees with one. And that just totally bit it. Like the thing about oh. a drone is if you crash, if, if you crash from 15 feet up, they're pretty much screwed. Like Really? Yeah. Yeah. Any drone pretty much. If you, if it's 15 feet up and it crashes, it's going to break into pieces. Oh. Um, it's just how many pieces, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, the difference yeah. between 400 feet and 15 is just how many pieces you end up with yeah, 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 when yeah. you hit the ground. And, um, uh, you know, it's been better in the, especially in the last few years. Like I haven't had a lot, but there was even one last year with, with my larger drone where I uh, was getting, this shot and I was I thought I was like maybe five feet off a, a, a telecom line like a okay. overhead you know, yeah. phone line or whatever 
and I was a little closer than I thought. So I didn't like hit it, but my prop, you know, like touched it enough to, to break the prop off. Sure. And so it went into like this controlled descent where it, you know, it just was just, or uncontrolled descent where it's just like, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. kind of goes down. And, uh, you know, it still did like 800 bucks in damage, but. Wow. Yeah. So it, it yeah. sucks, but it happens. They're expensive things to break for well, sure. And sometimes they go without you. I mean, it's your fault. I, I have one that had a, had a power failure oh. in the year. One of my phantoms, phantom fours actually had a power failure and it, I mean, you can't control that, you know, right. the battery ejected is what I think happened. Um, and then I have a friend who straight up had a motor failure on, on a quad where you got four motors. If one yeah. of them goes, it's done. Like, right. There's not any redundancy with the motors. So if one of them dies, it falls, drops like a rock. Jeez. So he had a motor, um, like a bearing on a motor went and it just out of the sky like that. So, wow. you know, some of these things are, are outside your control. You can try to prevent them. You can try to right. like check temps on motors and like make sure batteries are in and everything's good. But you know, stuff happens at the end of the day. Yeah. So what did you, are, do you do regular photography as well? Yeah. Like on mm -hmm. the, okay. So did you do that before you started? Yeah. So drugs? I did some in high school for sure. Back in the film days actually, which oh, okay. was so hard. It's back in the day. Like now it's so easy to take photos. Cause like, Oh yeah. Take it. And you know what you got? Like, right. yeah, you can go edit it and post and all that and yeah. play with it. But like you at least know, okay, this is kind of what I was right. wanting. I can right. take it later. Back when it was filmed, it was like you shoot and then like, you you know, I, didn't, I didn't have a dark room. Like some people used to have dark rooms and stuff where they go edit their oh, own yeah. stuff or, or, or I'm sorry, go develop their own stuff. But like you're taking it to like Walgreens and going, here you go. And then like a week later, you're like, Ooh. these all suck. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I did some stuff back then. Um, and then I actually have a music degree. So music was more my thing through college and all that. Oh. And then not until I got um, into more doing marketing stuff at work and all that, that I jumped back into photography and all that. Yeah. What music? Like what do you um, play? Yeah, so I, I'm mostly classically trained. Trumpet was my principal in Oh, I used to play so, trumpet in high school. Yeah, I, yeah. so I, I played all the way up until probably th two or three years ago when, wow. when everything just got too busy with drones and all that, and I, I stopped playing, but I was still playing up until a couple of years ago. So what what was your ambitions for that? Like what uh, Music education, okay. music teacher. Okay. And then I, I, so back when I got out of school back in uh, 2008, 2009, back when the economy tanked, mm. and so out of college. And so um, instead of trying to go into a grind for a music career. I was already working in construction and I'm like, I'm just going to stay in this because it okay. pays the bills and you know, yeah. schools are cutting programs left and right, right. trying to save money and all this. So I'm like, eh, I don't yeah, fight. And unfortunately music is a, a lot yeah. of times the, the yes. one they cut. One on one that they're like, eh, you're out. Yeah, you know, sorry. we're, we're going to cut back on our music program. We had three teachers. We're going to go back to one, you <laughs> yeah, know, and they're yeah, going to yeah. figure it out. You yeah. know? So I was like, I don't want to fight for a job and all that. So yeah. I, um, I, I just went back into construction, which I had been doing the summers in college. And sure. Stuck with that. What so. about, what about, uh, the trumpet initially attracted you to it? Like Spoy. why did you, um, so actually this one's easy. My, my dad played trumpet. So I started when I was in fifth grade. Oh wow. Yeah. So I, so, you know, that's like 20 years almost whatever playing it. And, yeah. um, my dad played trumpet when he was a kid. And so, you know, there was lies like that. Oh, you should do that. You know? Yeah. And so I, I, I think I even got one from a relative or something like that. And okay. picked that up and yeah. And then, then just went, kept went going with it. Yeah. And I was one of those kids that, you know, most musicians will talk about this similar experience. Um, people that end up doing it in college and beyond and all that usually are the kids that like their parents didn't have to like crack a whip on them to practice. Sure. Like yeah. you just like you just wanted to play, like yeah. you just like playing. So you go in your, you know, basement ever and practice every night and right. play and just do it for fun. Yeah. Is that what you did? Yeah. 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 I was always practicing and playing and just, you know, taking lessons and then not wanting to do stuff the teacher tells you to do, but you still got to kind of do it. And, right. You know? So yeah, that was, that was my, wow. What yeah. do you think about that? Like, what do you think 
was like attractive to you about playing music? Like what do you what did you get out of it? Um, you know, I feel like music's kind of a universal language. I mean, yeah. and I think that um um more than anything else, I think music is able to draw emotion out of people. Like just mm-hmm. music has so much emotion tied to it in general. Like sure. people, you know, you can any song people listen to evokes feelings some way or another. And so I always have felt that like draw towards like music and just how it affects, you know, me as a person or, or people in general. Right. And that kind of makes it almost a universal language that like you can listen to the same piece, um, whether you're from, you know, from Russia or from here. And it's right. probably going to evoke a similar set of feelings like, right. oh, oh this, this is trying to portray something of like anger or whatever. Like you can just kind of tell. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what attracted me to music was, you know, like uh, I just I had a good feel for it. And it, it um, was such a powerful thing. Do you still use that kind of stuff now? Do you think in your work? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so, I mean, when you watch a video, 50% of the experience is, is sound. Yeah. You know? So when I, um, whatever video I'm creating, um, I'd say nine times out of 10, I'm selecting the music Yeah. and not my client. I do have a couple of clients that want to pick music and, uh, most of them pick pretty good music. Occasionally you get one. You're like, oh, I don't yeah. like that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, yeah, you picked it. Yeah. And uh, so I definitely use it as far as that goes to, to pick out and select music that has the right feel for the video. Right. And then timing video to music is also another thing that's important, you know, like lining yeah. everything up. Yeah. So, and, and I guess, cause there's like a huge influx of people flying drones, yeah. you know? Um, what do you think that, did you think it's the perspective of like what you're getting? Do you think it's that yes. you can just like, buy this huge thing and because for me what what makes what you do so cool is that like i feel like you know there's a lot of people that can pop like you said pop up a drone yeah. take it take like a snapshot yep. of something and then just come back down right. and it'll look cool because like i can't do that i right. can't get up there <clears throat> um but you do like really cool cinematic video shots so yeah. i feel like do you think that that really is what it is is that like people just kind of want the novelty aspect so, yeah, I mean, there's a novelty in it just because, again, like you can put it in the air, like mm-hmm. you can get that perspective that's that's different from right. what like, you know, now again, they are a lot more common, but you can get that different right. perspective than what most people are, are yeah, able sure. to get or post. Um, and, and I always tell people it's more than just that because a drone is a camera. As long as there's not something else there, you can put it there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, like like even where we're at right now, like oh, sure. you can fly, I could fly a drone 10 feet above a building right. where how are you going to get 10 feet above that building any other way? You're just not yeah, going exactly. to, you know, you'd have to try and climb up there with a, with a really tall tripod or something right, to get right, a shot. Right. Like yeah. you can put a drone anywhere, even indoors. I, I, I do shooting indoors all the time oh. with drones where, um, even, um, an architect called Zimmerman architects. They did mm-hmm. a video on their, their office space to try and win a, like the best office in Milwaukee award in 2018. And, yeah. and they did win it. And some of the shots we did, they have two floors, but it's a super open space. So we could easily use the drone to just transition from right. the bottom floor to the top. You gotta be and, really and secure get, with your flying abilities. I feel like. Yeah. There was even one where they, they have, because the ceilings are so tall, like even their conference room, like has just a wall that ends oh, so yeah. we went from in the conference room, flew over the wall into the kitchen. Oh my god! You know, gosh. so you're like yeah. in tight, spaces and stuff so you do and then um even i had to fly in there at, at night and none of the with the drones now they have positioning stuff on the bottom like cameras and stuff okay. but none of it works in the dark like it's all just trash in the yeah. dark. and so you then you're like 100 percent like the drone has no idea where it is at, right in the right dark. and there's no gps because you're inside and all that so um you know, I, I think that's the one of the best things about it is is again you can basically fly it anywhere but then one of my pushes has always been like whatever I see people doing, mm-hmm. what, like what makes, what, how can it be different? Like, like I don't just want to post the same 
you know, wide shots or the same things that everybody does. Like, how yeah. can I make mine different from what, you know, 95% of people out there are posting? Right. And then there's even people that are farther into that than me um, that just, you see their stuff and you're like, holy crap, like, you know, yeah, that's next level kind of stuff. And those are the people that are, that are probably in the end driving people like me to try and push that you know, they're pushing an envelope and I'm seeing it going, okay, I'm going to try and recreate this and make that happen. Right. And then that, you know, in, in turn later on down the road pushes other people to continue trying to do the same thing and, and right. push the limits and stuff like that. Yeah. What do you think makes yours different and, and more appealing? Because you have, you know, from my estimation done really well with this and yeah. you know, like the stuff you come out with is really great. So like, what do you think that is that's different? It's a couple things. I mean, it, some of it has to do with straight up being able to, to fly and know how to fly right. properly and just get get the right shots and yeah. having a lot of experience. I have I have hundreds of hours of flying now. Yeah. Um, and having the experience to be able to get that shot and know exactly what needs to be. Some of it has to do with an eye. Like and, and it's not like like I, you know, use the thirds on the, you know, the rules sure, of sure, thirds sure. all the time or something. Like it's just having a feel. Like when you see something on a screen, I don't always know what I'm after. Sure. But if I when I see it, I know that's what I'm after. Like on yeah. the screen, I look at it and go, that's right. Or I go, eh, I should change it up and it needs to be a little more like this. And I'll go back and refly it and get that right. shot again. So some of it has to do with having an eye for it. And then some of it has just has to do with gear. Like, I mean, when you spend 15 grand on a drone, like y you can swap lenses and you can have different yeah. focal lengths and all that stuff that you know, 95% of people out there just, they have one focal length. They have a, a Phantom right. or a Mavic with a 24 millimeter wide lens and that's all they got. Yeah. You I know? didn't even know you could swap them yeah, out. So yeah. So my, my inspired, um, you can put, I think I have five lenses for it. I can wow. swap out between uh, 12, uh, which is basically 24. It's a micro four third sensor. So you're cropped in and all that. Sure. But, um, it'll go from that regular wide shot into like a 90 millimeter. Oh, wow. Um, really tight. And and the problem with drones is the farther you, you get zoomed in, the more, um, st the more stability becomes an issue. Cause you're zoomed in so far that even if the drone moves up, you know, Oh sure. A foot, you can see it easily. Like the, the right. camera shifting, you can see all that. So the longer the focal length is on the camera, on the, the lens, um, the more stable you have to be. What do you, what would you use that? that for? Like that? All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything where you want to be zoomed in real tight or you want to like, so a classic example was, um, uh, the Bradley, and this is just one, like I've used it on, on cinematic stuff too. Sure. One example where I used it was the, the Bradley center when they imploded that okay. they put up a one mile, no fly zone around this, around that because they were using explosives. Oh yeah. So yeah, you sure. couldn't fly inside of a mile yeah. within a mile of the thing. So I went just outside of a mile, which was down by, um, uh, Memorial Park down here. Okay. And which is, so it was right there. And I used that higher zoom lens that, you know, get up as high as I could and get a shot of the Bradley from a mile away. Oh, and wow. it wasn't amazing. Like it was still a little bit far, but I mean, it, you are not going to get the same shot with, with anything else. Right. Except right. Except the helicopter probably. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so with all of this stuff, like where do you want it to go? Cause are you, you're still working. Yeah. So job. I'm still working in, in construction for now. My goal obviously is to get, get out of that and be doing it full time. Right. Um, it's, you know, I have a family too. So it's one of those things of like, if I was single, I probably already would have done it. Right. But I have a wife and I have a four-year-old and like that stability of a job and insurance sure. and all that stuff like doesn't, you know, it, it, it's right. obviously important. And so um, that that is my end goal at some point, but it's it's not cheap to run a business. It's expensive to run a business. And so it's it's always, you know, it's always harder. It's, it's more than just like, if I'm making... You know, I'll use X random numbers. Yeah, if I'm yeah. making X amount of money on my day job, and if I make that with drones, it's not equivalent. You got to make right. significantly more on your 
your personal business to equivalent to, to basically make an equivalent of what you would make at your right. at a normal job. So right. it's it's a lot, you know, that goes into it. So have, have you had any other businesses like before this one? No, first one. So yeah. has there been like a big learning curve with that? Like, yeah, out? I mean, you know, you don't get an accountant soon enough, and that bites you in the rear end hard. You know, <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden you're like, oh shoot, you know, I got an accountant like you know six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the hardest things about it. And then, and then staying on top of everything, it, mm. it becomes such a task to like, to like even invoicing. Like I probably have, I, I literally right now have thousands on my, on my, uh, computer that I got to go oh, back really? and invoice and like to finding time to do it yeah. is like, you know, it's, it's, it's a drag. You're like, Oh man, I gotta go take care of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, and no one else is going to do it. It's not like right. you can hire a service and be like, Oh yeah, I want to bill out X amount on this job and X right, on this right, one. Right. Cause by that point I might as well have just done it myself by the time I told <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. else to do it. Yeah. So, you know, staying on top of all the little tiny things that are involved with it, even you know, every year remembering to renew insurance and get in touch mm. with my agent and talk about all the stuff that has to do with insurance and yeah. all that, like all these little things that come up that you got to stay on top of that. If you, if you fall behind, like they totally bite you in the ass later. <laughs> just buries yeah. You. It, yeah. And, and sometimes you're just like, Oh my gosh, where am I going to find time to do all this Yeah, on top of the five projects I have to edit or whatever. So it's just like, Oh man. Yeah. Cause you do, um, as well, speaking of that, you do like a YouTube series or started doing yeah. one about giving like tips to people who yep. are flying drones. So like, if someone was looking to start doing a similar thing to you um, with like drone photography and aerial, you know, video, what, yeah. what would you advise? Like, what would your advice to them be? I mean, so my videos are super good for that. I think so far I'm still, I, they haven't, I haven't done one for a month now because yeah. I've been so busy. It's on my list. Like I actually have like three of them scripted out yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I got to do these, you know, like <laughs> soon. Point, and I'm yeah. like, Oh my goodness. You know, so I'm hoping in, in June I'll have some time to re record a couple more and get them out. But um, you know, I would tell people, um, make sure you understand the legal aspects of things first, because you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff is happening in the legal realm with drones. Like it's always changing and adjusting, yeah. but a lot of big corporations will come to you with, with like when they contract me to do it, like they have stuff that comes from their attorneys down to you that like, oh. you have to make sure that like they, they want to make sure that you're playing by the book, like right. everything's right. And so not everybody will have that, but, um, a lot of them do. And you, yeah. so in order to be able to, to reach and, and take care of all your clients, no matter how small or big they are, right. you got to make sure you're all in on the legal aspects of things. And, and then the insurance side of it as well. If you're not, if you're not following all the, the federal regulations, your insurance finds out they'll just drop you. Or if you have a claim, oh, wow. like if I crashed into, you know, the middle of the street here and, yeah. and I hit someone or whatever, and they were like, Oh, you didn't do X, Y, Z when you, you know, to follow the regulations right. you know, and you try to file a claim. They're like, no, sorry. Like yeah. You're on your yeah, own. Yeah. And so, um, make sure you understand all that. But then there's the whole, like, you know, understanding video and photo side of it. Like there's, sure. there's the, the legal side just because you're flying an aircraft according to the FAA. But then there's like, like with you with video production, like mm -hmm. understanding that whole side of things too. Right. It's, it's, you know, twofold as far as that goes. And you got to dive into that and, and really understand all that. If you're going to really, you know, push beyond just doing residential real estate, sure. like, a lot of people jump into that and that's fine. If people want to stick to that, that's great. But that's a very, um, uh, very tough to deal with market just because realtors tend to be cheap. They don't want yeah. to pay a lot. You know, they're demanding all that. So there is that. But you're doing a lot of work for less pay as opposed to trying to push into things that are, right. that are you know, um, not necessarily less work, but have a higher pay opportunity for you. Sure. And so you have to understand, you know, the ins and the outs of the video and photo world to jump into all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and one of the, one of the most recent videos you did, um, was on shooting in cold weather, yeah. which is like my nightmare. I hate doing that. I you hate know? it too. Yeah. It's, I hate it. I hate, I hate the cold in general, Yeah, but then like having to be outside and, and shoot standing, in the cold, you're like, this yeah. sucks. Yeah. Cause you're not actually doing anything like yeah. physically 
enough to keep you warm. Um, but have you, cause you shot that show yeah. in the winter time yep. too. Two seasons. Yeah. And the last one was in New York. Was that tough? It, was yeah. That- it sucked. The one, the one night, like the sun's going down or the one day I should say the sun's going down and like, we're out there for a couple hours shooting like this, basically out in a field. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's I think it was even lightly snowing at the time. Yeah. Plus there's like two feet of snow on the ground. Right. We're out there and you're just like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I'm freezing my ass off. Yeah. And like, you know, this is not fun. What is but, the show about? Um, so it's actually a, it's a murder. It's a, tr- it's a true crime show mm-hmm. about murders that specifically center around winter. Okay. So, you know, that's why like the winter shots, quote unquote, where it's yeah. like snowing or there's snow on the ground sure. or it's like gloomy and like cloudy overcast is like yeah. everything to them. Like that's, they're all about that. Yeah. Which, you know, I keep telling them like, Hey, when you shoot the summer version of this, so, you know, <laughs> dead in summer, I'm right. like, make sure you call me to go to Florida on those ones <laughs> right. too. Cause right I'll now I just hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that one over this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, I'll shoot these as long as you call me. I know the other one too. That Then we're good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause that's a huge thing too, especially here in Wisconsin. Like there, there have been times when I would go shooting in the winter and I'd be out there for like 10 minutes i'd be like this sucks i'm not doing this like this is crazy yeah i've i've had days when you know it's been so cold that um you know the drone doesn't care about cold so much like batteries if you keep batteries warm they're good to go but the drone itself really doesn't care how cold it is out and so as long as you but there's been days when like like it's i specifically remember this last winter i was trying to get some shots or something it was like literally zero plus wind chill yeah and again the drone doesn't care so but i do and i'm freezing my butt off out <laughs> yeah. there and and i can't so i wear gloves when i fly but they're they have they don't have fingertips on or oh, they, they sure, fold sure. back because yeah. I, I can't like feel the sticks well with gloves on like yeah. action your fingers when you're flying so i'll I'll fold the thumbs back, but then literally it was so cold with the windshield that after like five minutes, I was like, oh my God, I got to land, jump back in the car, warm back up, go shoot for five more minutes. And it's just, you know, over and over yeah. like that until you get what you need. It, it was terrible. Yeah. It's not always that bad, but winter flying's by far the worst. Yeah. And that was, I was going to ask you like, what, what is besides winter? Like what is the toughest conditions to fly in? Like honestly, one of the hardest things is spring here. Cause the seagulls are super aggressive. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I have videos of like, I, I well, actually, the shot I did for, um, recently for, uh, the BMO Harris building when they lit mm-hmm. it up and it said fear the deer. Yeah. I had, I swear a hundred seagulls over above me when I was shooting that stuff. I'm not kidding. Jeez. And they're dive bombing and all this. And I've never had one hit the drone, but you're always conscious of the fact that like what's below me, because if they do decide to, or they do like miss right. and hit it or whatever, you know, I don't, I don't think they're, I think they're trying to intimidate it because they think it's going to spring is when they nest. Right. Right. So they think you're going to bother their, their nest. So they yeah. get real aggressive. Well, so I don't think they're actually going to hit it or that's not their intent. They're just trying to intimidate it and scare right. it to go away. Right. And so they dive bomb it and they don't hit it. But again, if one screws up and like goes too low right. and smacks it out of the sky, well, what's below me. So that's right. something to be conscious of with that. And it's super frustrating just because, you know, you want to try and avoid them as best you can. So the, right. like what I'll do is they, what they don't like is birds don't like stuff that's, that's below them. Okay. They want to be above. Right. And so a lot of times what I'll have to do in spring is like, if I know what shot or shots I need to get, I'll fly above them. They yeah. scatter because they get, you know, kind of af- afraid of stuff above them, above right. their heads. And then you, you swoop in and get the shots I need to get. And yeah. I have enough time before they start coming back then to hopefully get what I need and then go back above and just repeat it over and over and over until you get They're what like you need. Trolling you. Like, this is horrible. Like, it is seriously the worst. And it's better now. This like even now in, in, in end of May, it's better. They're not. 
nearly as aggressive as they are in like March yeah. and April. They're, they're pretty bad. That's what I, I, I was, I, I was wondering why maybe like if they thought that it was another seagull or something. Yeah, no, they just, they're, they think it's a predator trying to attack their nests, I think. Wow. And, and yeah, they're, that's, that's probably the worst. Yeah. yeah. Are other birds like that? Um, there, there are some, we don't have issues with it here, but there are some hawks and falcons and eagles and stuff that can be like predatory birds that yeah. can be an issue. I know, um, specifically like down in Australia, they have Australia, they have birds that will, um, especially with fixed wing drones where, where they're like, they fly like planes and they have a prop on the oh, back. Sure. Um, like a lot of people use those for mapping out in Australia and they do have birds that will try to snag their, their drones out of the air. Wow. Um, so there's different maneuvers they have on those. Like they actually on specifically on those mapping or surveying drones, they have a button that they hit that makes it either ascend really fast. Like it just kicks into an ascent or a descent. Wow. So there, I have seen read articles about these guys that are just up there watching the thing and there'll be birds circling and yeah. they're just waiting for it to dive bomb and try to grab it. Cause it will straight up yeah. like grab it and just fly away with it right. so they're just hitting there like with their little you know ready to press the button and just sitting just there watching watch and as soon as it starts that bird starts to drop boom they hit the button to you know basically take an evasive maneuver almost to avoid Jeez. it yeah so we don't have that here so much i haven't no. had any large birds but i know people do occasionally have issues with those yeah because i i have a problem with birds it seems like because they you know the black birds that have like they have red and yellow yeah. wings they are massively aggressive. I run on the lakefront sometimes, and there was one that like tried to do that to yeah. me um, while I was running. I'm like, really? I'm, I'm like eight times the size, or more than eight times. I'm yeah. huge compared to you. And I just like in saw, spring, yeah, n- yeah, nesting, dude, every time. Yeah, seriously, it's and, they're trying to protect their stuff, and you're just like, I don't care. Like, I'm not alone. Yeah. I don't even know where yeah. it is. No, yeah, exactly. It. You're like, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, you could see because I could see the shadow of like a bird doing this, you know, when they kind of like are ready to land. Yeah. And I looked back and it was probably like, like ah! this far away from me, like about to about to land on me. You're like, oh crap. And I just started like serpentine. Like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I just started running. Like it's an alligator chasing you. They say yeah. go back and forth. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't know. I'll just, maybe, maybe this will work. And so I'm just like, I'm screaming on like this bike trail with a bird like trailing me just running around. That's terrible. Yeah, but they, they'll go for you, man. Yeah. They will. If they yeah. think you're a, you're a threat. Yeah, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> seagulls, <laughs> seagulls are like huge. So yeah. oh, they could yeah. they could take down a drone yeah. easy. Oh yeah, and and it you know either you'll you'll cut them and nick them up or they they could easily break a prop and, and right. take one down. Yeah, right, they suck. Yeah. they're the worst. <laughs> yeah. I hate them. They are. They're so aggressive. I, I was doing one front. shot. This is for a commercial real estate project. This was not this spring, but back in 2018. Yeah. And I took off, and it was like seven in the morning, like pretty early before yeah. people. It was like a Saturday early. Sure. And all of a sudden, like all I hear is just a million calling of like, like, you know, seagulls. I look up and I'm like, I feel like I'm in the Alfred Hitchcock's the birds right, right now. Like he was literally you. that bad. Like, like the sky almost went black with seagulls. I'm like, Oh gosh. Oh, I'm no. like, um, so I think I even landed cause I was like, I'm just gonna let them calm down for a minute. Cause that's a lot. Like, right. I, you know, like 15 of them. I'm, I actually am fine. But like, like well like 150 or whatever like it was a ton <laughs> i'm like nah, seagulls I'm gonna wait a little bit yeah it was bad yeah you're gonna dress your drone up as a seagull you know and just see i should it. and Hopefully. be like we're just one of you i'm just <laughs> yeah, one of you hey guys and just flying just hanging out yeah, don't worry about I'm it i'm just a mutant seagull that's yeah all. just trying to chill <laughs> um so i guess with your with your website what are your goals like what do you want to do um with your company uh in like three years time like where you see it yeah um it's a great question um 
you know, I want to push more into the marketing stuff. Um, I, I enjoy, I have a bunch of production companies I do work with. Yeah. Um, but even, even trying to push further than that, I, I think that one thing that's going to help is, um, I think pretty soon flight over people is going to be a legal thing that we can do. Um, at least that, on the commercial side. So right now you like on the commercial side, even on a hobbyist side, you're not supposed to fly over people at all. Like, Oh really? Yeah. So like when people, fl- uh, but this is actually my, one of my favorite is like, even like Summerfest, they actually have drone detection over at Summerfest. Oh, so really? like if people during Summerfest, like take a drone off, like probably anywhere within a half mile, they know. And if they, if you're anywhere near where they can get to you, like I, I literally watched a guy flying a drone last year, not even in Summerfest, like outside, Sure. but like flying towards it, taking pictures. And my wife goes, oh, look, a drone. And I look over, I'm like, where's the guy at? And before I could even find out where the dude was, there was already security carts we saw going towards him. And they really? were like, hey, I, I'm assuming they just said, hey, can you land and just leave? Please? Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. they, you know, just don't want them out there. Yeah. And so one of the reasons is that like right now you can't fly for people, you can't fly for crowds, all that like is right. off limits against the law. Um, and that's all about the change. Um, hopefully maybe for my business sooner rather than later, but as far as a long, like, like being straight up allowed under the laws, um, for most people to do, as long as you're following certain rules and all that, Mm -hmm. probably 2020, that's going to open up. Um, so I think, I think as we see, uh, you know, the next three to five years here, I think drones are going to go from like still fairly fledgling right now, I feel like, to yeah. being a, a lot bigger thing. Like we'll see more and more pushes towards package delivery and all that stuff taking off. So sure. I won't jump into package delivery, but my my feeling is that as that those kinds of things become more common and more more mm-hmm. everyday things, people will start to draw drones out to use them in their businesses more. And so hopefully yeah. that will again for me mean okay, like I can more people. you know, yeah, more people that they want to use my business. I didn't know that was a rule at all. So you can't even if like <clears throat> you're like doing a movie or something, you want to fly a drone over someone walking, yeah. you can't do that? Nope. Yeah, not right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. I there is something that you, you can so you can get waivers for anything, but sure. So like um I have a daylight waiver. So right like even actually uh, commercial drones you can't fly at night. Like they think oh. basically from a half hour after sunset till a half hour before sunrise. Okay, that whole real dark time you can't yeah. fly legally. Um, so we have a daylight waiver and there's all kinds of regulations we have to follow to use it. Like you know extra, you have to have a visual observer out there. You got to have lights, special Jeez. lights on your drone. All this stuff you have to do in order to legally quote unquote fly at night. And um, again, you can get waivers for other stuff. Like you can't get right. a waiver to fly over people, but the way it is right now, you have to basically give them. A buttload of information about um, basically safety impact tests about like how much weight your drone if it hits somebody in the your head, head is gonna dan you know it's with the parachute because so people think if you put a parachute on a drone it's safe like that'll stop it from falling right. but what people don't think about is um, if you have let's say an eighteen mile an hour crosswind. So yes, a vertical oh, yeah. drop, the drone's going to fall slow. Yeah. Let's say you have a 15 mile an hour, 18 mile an hour crosswind. That drone is still traveling, you know, horizontally at 15 right. to 18 miles an hour. Yeah. So if that hits someone, with, face, if it's yeah. eight pounds and it hits somebody in the head at 18 miles an hour, right. that's still a lot of weight. Like that's, oh, yeah. that could, you know, the bigger they are, you could, you could potentially kill someone with just, even with the parachute on from right. the crosswinds. And just think about like the propellers that they're still moving, you know? So that's so- one of the pushes. That's one of the things with the new flight over people stuff that's coming out down the road is that actually Actually, even even right now to get a waiver to do it, you have to have some kind of mitigation that the propellers are not not moving. Oh, okay. um, and they even down the road when the new rules come out, they're going to want you to have some way basically to um, prevent punctures too. So like oh. you're going to have to have cages or something around the props 
that you know sure. and, and what'll probably happen is like people will have a setup that they'll use for flying over people yeah and then the rest of the time they'll use one that's not like right. doesn't have a parachute doesn't have prop guards or or prop cages all this stuff so this like you'll have one drone that's like that's my flight over people drone right and then you'll have other ones that are like these are my normal ones that i use when i'm not flying over a crowd or a specific instance like that right um because of the mitigations they're going to make you use on all that stuff so my question is this though yeah aren't you always really flying over people because like depending on how high you are and where you're going i mean like if you're in anywhere other than like rural wisconsin or somewhere rural like in cities there's always people walking around so yeah and that's one thing i I try to be picky and choosy about when i fly because yeah and where i fly at like the faa defines flight over people as over people like straight up like like if you if i draw a um it's, it's like a little a bit more tricky. Yeah. Like if I draw a straight box going sure. up above somebody, that's over with the caveat that they do also say, but there's winds, there's a speed you're traveling at, all mm. that. So, you know, if there's a 10 mile an hour wind that I'm over someone, but the wind's going that way, if my drone falls, it's going to fall to their side. So even though I might be over them, you're actually kind of not. So I got you. Makes sense. what you, what I always try to think about is what direction, like what am I traveling? What direction am I moving? And mm. is there anyone in that flight path? And if you try to account, okay, the winds are blowing from X direction, right. you know, am I going to hit somebody if it drops out of the sky because of the speed I'm traveling in the direction? Gotcha. So that makes um, sense. You know, so you're, you're, you, you can be in a city and fly and not be over people. Gotcha. Um, but they also don't want you over traffic either. And that's a whole different deal. Like I, oh, yeah. I don't fly over highways. That's not yeah. as bad. Like if you crash, you could oh, yeah. kill someone if it, you know, right. causes, causes an accident. Um, stuff like a, a residential neighborhood to me is a little bit less of an issue because sure. cars are probably going 15, 20 miles an hour. To be. Yeah. And there's, they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if, if a drone crashes on your car going like 10 miles an hour, I mean, 15 miles an hour, you're going to stop. Like, right. There's not that much is going to happen. Now the technicality of that is they probably would say, well, that's still flying over a moving vehicle. But regardless, yeah. you know, there's also the, the safety aspect of it and the highway to me is completely unsafe or a, a you know, high right. speed road as opposed to like, again, a residential road is a little bit different. Like there's a right. lot less safety risk there with that. So. Right. Yeah. Like the group, the, the people make sense. Like if groups of yeah. people, like, cause they're, it, and they're very worried about that. That's why even like with, with uh major league MLB games, sure. um, anywhere from an hour before a game to an hour after there's a three mile, no fly zone around the ballparks oh. where you're no, no planes. And people always go three miles seems kind of big for a drone. I said, yeah, but this stuff's been around since 9-11. Like this was back, sure. they were trying to keep planes and helicopters out of those airspaces without approval. Sure. So it's just drones have become a, a subset of that since they've become popular in the last five years. Right. So that that three mile zone has been in that in place for, you know, you know, for like right. 17 years now or 18 years now. And it's just been kept in place even and drones have been included into that as stay three miles away from a state. Right. So, so now they have all those regulations from before and now they're trying to refine them essentially and like make them more sensible to drone flights yeah i mean some things won't change like right, the right. the the ballpark thing will probably never change they'll yeah. leave that at three miles always but they they release the initial sets of rules and then now they're going every, everything what sucks about the faa is everything's reactionary like mm. so it feels like they had the people that create these laws from their higher-ups they were like we have to put something out right. so they just throw it through it out and there's a bunch of pieces of it now that aren't in place like there's there's literally laws that are now considered the federal law for flying drones as a hobbyist, and there's three items in it that are like not in effect yet because like one of them is that hobbyists will have to take a test, mm. and they're like, yeah, we're gonna make you take a test, but we we haven't made the test yet. <laughs> so it's like I'm like, wait, I'm like, so why okay, is it a law? You, so why didn't you just wait? Like I get that like Congress was like, oh, we want this done in three months. Right. I get it, but like you should have gone back and like we need like you know 
just said we need more time or just, just yeah what's going to happen if you don't you're going to get yelled at like just take more time yeah, exactly. have all the pieces done instead of confusing hobbyists even more going from old laws to new ones that right. aren't ready like have them all ready and go okay these are not the laws this is everything that is to it right. it's done it's set everything's in place follow this right. now it's like follow this now but these parts are coming later on we don't know when like it's just such a such a cluster it's, it's just, just like yeah it's a weird thing to make a law on something that's contingent that doesn't exist yet well and if you want people to follow it why would you make it that difficult like like right. if you want the harder it is for people to understand it the less likely they are to follow oh, yeah, it and so sure. you've made something that like I get all of it, but I do this professionally. Like right. I've taken, you know, I've studied on all this stuff, like air spaces that are around us with the airports and everything. Some of the stuff that's in there, I'm like, like hobbyists don't know any of this stuff and right. they shouldn't have to. You should have simplified all of this to be very straightforward. Here are the, you know, 10 rules we want you to follow. Follow them. End right. of story. And there's a whole, you know, massive pieces in there that's just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. They're when, called hobbyists for a reason. Well, you know? Yeah. And well, one of the problems they have is like the AMA, the, the American, uh, I'm sorry, the Aeronautical Model Association, okay. AMA, which is people that fly like, like, like art, like planes, like sure. RC planes, sure, like sure, sure. they've been flying for 50, 60, 70 years. Yeah, yeah. And they actually have a fairly big lobbying, you know, presence where they try to keep protect themselves because they'll fly planes that go, you know, 200 miles an hour, RC planes, Whoa. like insane. Um, that is a little bit of an exaggeration, yeah. but like easily 150, like yeah. they have very fast planes that, and, and they fly heavy planes. Like they'll fly helicopters that are, you know, like, you know, almost the size of your living room. Like they're like quarter wow. scale or, or, you know, eight scale helicopter, like all these yeah, things yeah. they build. Cause that's their, like their hobby. That's what right, they do. Right. And, and unfortunately the FAA is trying to like squeeze all these things into one Mm. category of hobbyists so they're taking something that's been done safely for like seven years of of model aircraft stuff right. and they're they're going well this has been fine for now like all these people have been flying safe and doing all yeah. that but now we have like people that just go to best buy and buy a drone and put it in the air and like have no idea what they're doing right so how do we like put these things together and like make them all file fall under one set of laws sure and they didn't do a real good job of they, they should have probably done it a couple of different ways, but yeah. they're trying to work with what they think, but it's all reactionary to like right. Congress telling them to do something and going, Oh, well, you know, let's just put something out. It's, it's just so like haphazardly done, but yeah, it is what it is. It's still the law. That's the sad, the unfortunate part is regardless of how screwed up it is. Yeah. It's still the law. People still sh are supposed to follow it. Right. So, so I mean, just hearing you talk about all this stuff, what do you think it is about like, drones and like aerial photography and all this stuff that like made you so passionate about it you know because i mean i could tell that you really care yeah you know and you're interested and in your free time you're looking up laws and like looking up all this stuff like obviously you care yeah you know what do you think it is about it's it? it's twofold i mean um i feel like if you're going to be in a business you need to be passionate about it and like mm -hmm. dive into every aspect of it right. like you need to not just be like I mean, there unfortunately are a lot of people that are, you know, quote unquote, commercially certified for drones that don't understand the laws well at all. Like right. they just, I, we get, I get questions all the time asking different things and I'm all, I always tell people and that's fine. But for me, it's like, if I'm going to do this properly, I got to really dive in. Like I got to sure. know all the ins and outs of every legal aspect, every insurance aspect, like through and through. No, no. Right. Um, and then it's also, you know, the aviation world, if, if, if we as drone pilots ever want the aviation quote unquote community to view, to view us as like 
a part of what they do. Sure. One of their big things is they have a, 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 a culture of safety that's been around for, you know, hundreds of years or a hundred years, despite this whole Boeing, you know, 787 right, Max right, right. incident and all that. I mean, aviation is one of the, the airplanes are one of the safest ways to travel and helicopters. Right. And so, and that's because like, again, despite this whole recent thing and some of these, you know, Boeing things and all that, um, there's a pretty significant, you know, amount of safety that's required out there in the whole airplane world and the sure. aviation world. I mean, every plane has to be recertified every year. Like they go to, a, I have a friend who has a, a, a Cessna and it goes into, um, uh, I'm sorry. A, yeah. And it goes into a, a mechanic every year okay. and they spend like three days going through everything on the plane. Wow. And then that plane is certified then to fly for the next year. Yeah. And so there's all these little things that, that like are very important to them. Like even the quality of, of the great, you know, people always talk about aircraft grade aluminum. That's mm. a thing because they had to make a better aluminum, like something that has a standard to it. That's like, sure. these are made to be this specifically, you know, strong to, mm -hmm. to work in, in planes and things like that. And so, my my other push was like, well, if we ever want to get accepted into this whole community, we have to be like embracing the aviation community and the safety surrounding it and yeah. the laws and all the things around it. So for me, it's also about that. Like, I, I think that, you know, drones are a big part of aviation in the future. And so for people to really right. um, accept it, we need to be, you know, taking it seriously. Yeah. So, so why do you think um, on that? Why do you think, I guess my, my question is like, what is it about drone photography because you could have done anything you know in your life you could have done there's a tons of things that you could have done probably yeah or taken up you know at first as a something that you're just like hobby interested in and now like taking it into a career is it like what do you just do you really like aviation is there something about like doing that kind of stuff yeah and I, maybe i didn't know it growing up but yeah. like yeah like it's totally taken to me like in who i am like just it's it's i mean like now i even watch videos about you know like straight up general aviation stuff because right. I've, I've grown to have more of an interest in that as well as I've jumped into the whole drone side of things. Do you think it's like a different, it's just a different perspective on the world? Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. And it's, it's something that not everybody understands or knows, even especially general aviation, Mandy aviation. Right. I mean, there's so many things about that, that every time I, watch a video or, or whatever, you learn something new all the time about that. Like it's such a different world that, that most people aren't, you know, tied into it all. Sure. or don't know very much about. Yeah. So Did it's fun to be like a part of that and learn more about it and understand things about it. Have you ever thought about like getting a pilot's license or stuff? Like I that? have, it's pretty expensive and yeah, I might at some point, but I'm also like, what am I going to use it for? Like, right. I, I don't have a, I just don't feel like I have a purpose to, like I said, I have a buddy who has a plane and if I ever, you know, like drones, you can't fly above 400 feet. So if I ever yeah. need something that's higher or I have a customer that does, sure. either I'll go up with him. Hey, let's, you know, he's going to go up and shoot anyway. And I'll be like, Hey, I'll tag along and get some shots for this customer. Or I'll just say, Hey, to my customer, reach out to him. He'll take care of you if I'm too busy to get up with him and, and take shots myself. So, right. But it was always interesting to me because my grandpa, he had his pilot's license. He, yeah. He would fly, um, out of Racine sometimes. Okay. Just, I think just for fun, he just like doing it. Cause he, yeah. he was in the air force before. And so, okay. um, but Did yeah, he fly in the air force or yeah, I okay. think so. Um, but yeah, so that, that was always interesting to me cause you know, it, it would be so cool. I feel like to just go up in your own plane and just fly yeah. around a little bit. And, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, and I, I think it's, there's a lot of things that are seem like in some ways they're dying out a little bit. Right. Um, like, like even in, in the construction world that I'm in, it's an aging industry a little bit. Like there's mm. younger people in it, but sure. there's a lot of people, you know, that are starting to get up there in years in construction and, and they're having a hard time finding younger people to come into construction. Sure. I think aviation kind of is starting to become one of those things. And, right. and maybe that's because of drones. The advent of drones coming in is 
more younger people are 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 kind of um, gravitating toward that right. versus manned aviation. And again, that's that's a generalization. There's still but people jumping true. into you know, it. It's like it's like an easier way to scratch that itch rather right. than going through the whole rigorous thing of yes. getting a pilot's license and doing that. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I think you know aviation. I, I think um, like you said, your grandfather did it. Well, yeah. I, I mean, there's there's a lot of aging people that are into it, and there's not as many young people in it. So I think that's something that you know. Um, eventually might drive me to be like, maybe I should get a pilot's license. How much is it to get it? Like, should I go through? I, do you know, I want to say ballpark? a pilot's license generally costs people in their ballpark of five grand. Wow. Um, I think helicopter is 10 to 12. If you go that route, I wouldn't, I couldn't do a helicopter. Yeah. I've it's, been in a helicopter before and I don't, it's scary up. dude. And they always say it's cracks me up because helicopter pilots are always like, Oh, well we, they have this thing called auto rotate. Mm. So like if the engine on a helicopter dies, yeah, they can basically put, they can um, angle the prop, above them a certain way sure that it basically uses the airspeed of you know as it's coming down to yeah. help spin the prop fast enough that they don't crash like sure, they, sure, sure. you have a rough landing they would call it but yeah. usually you can actually even kind of flare the helicopter at the end and, and basically you know, yeah. get a, a fairly soft safe landing with yeah, yeah. no power yeah and they're like well if planes lose their air i mean you could be falling straight down and land it safely a plane if it loses its airspeed and there's no air over the wings it right. just falls straight out of the sky so helicopter pods are always like oh we're so much safer than planes and i'm like yeah but Usually planes are already moving in direction, <laughs> so they're gliding. And if right. they lose their engine, they can usually glide in. And there right. seems to be a lot generally, you know, I don't know. Helicopters seem more unsafe to me than, yeah. than planes the do. The way they move just, I think, inherently yes. makes you feel like that. And so, you know, they always claim they're so safe. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't feel I, safe. I feel better in a plane than I do in a helicopter. Helicopters right. scare the crap out of me. I'm just I, like, know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we, we did like a helicopter tour of um, the Grand Canyon when I was out yeah. there, which was really cool. But it was hard to enjoy it because I felt like I was going to throw up the whole time. It's like something to do with the changing yes. of, uh, of the elevate. G-forces, I think, yeah, too. All the time. Like, everything's shifting as the helicopter's moving. The G-forces are constantly moving around right it doesn't it doesn't move in a way that like at least for my humanistic uh, abilities i'm like comfortable with right it's like this i shouldn't be moving like this like no and my body's yeah. like nah you shouldn't no time to puke exactly <laughs> and it, so it'll be interesting though like i was at um, a conference in chicago called auvsi uh, two yeah. weeks ago and it's basically a drone convention down at mccormick place you know hundreds and hundreds sure. of companies you know hundreds of millions of dollars in the room of just new inventions things that are going on yeah and one of them is bell helicopters actually working on a if you take a helicopter and a drone and like merge them oh yeah that's basically what it is like it's it's the body of a helicopter and i think it seats five people okay but it has um what we would call ducted motors over top so it's like um like props like six of them but they have like oh. a like a um a cowing around the outside of the prop Okay. You know, so like a circle sure, for sure, like sure. just protection. Yeah. And then props in the middle and there's like six of them. So it looks like a drone version of a helicopter to it's fly like a people massive around. Drone. It is. And and so you know, that potentially could be down the road a safer way for yeah. helicopters to be a thing because in theory, in that if you lose one motor, it could still potentially land safely. Right. You know, and and you know, it's way less than like a massive spinning blade that's gonna like hit right. the ground and smash into pieces and all right. this stuff that happens that's does happen with helicopters yeah um you know and they're talking about even that being automated that that bell helicopter like they're i guess their goal is to have it like if you want to fly from here to madison yeah fairly quickly you could not not to be like cross country but to like it's because it's it's battery operated but like you could fly sure. from here to madison and be there in 30 minutes or whatever it goes 150 miles an wow. hour and you don't have traffic you don't have any of that stuff and their goal is to have it where it's like automated like you press a button this is where i want to go and, and it just goes. takes you there yeah 
Sounds like an Elon Musk idea. It does. It does. What's funny though is there's still a seat up front that's like quote unquote a pilot seat. Okay. And they said that we're actually concerned that like people won't want to get in and and be in it if there's not a quote unquote pilot in it. Like public perception. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they're like, our plan at first is to have a pilot seat up front. That way people feel that you know safety factor it's pretty crazy the 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 rate of technology is improving now in like five years it's gonna be insane to see what's out there yeah and unfortunately that brings around more bugs again like that whole boeing 787 accident that's kind of like a software bug in the end or a software issue that has now killed people unfortunately but yeah that's one of the issue again like i said with technology the more we get the more that's gonna you know the more problems we seem to have but at the same time, there is a huge factor there for like safety down the road. Like, sure. you know, like Uber wants to have all automated cars. I mean, that makes sense all day. Like you yeah. don't have to have a driver in a car. And in, in, in theory, down the road, cars driving themselves could be way safer than people driving them. But right. like, there's a lot of stuff to bridge there between those two. <laughs> between right, now right, and right. then, like there's a lot that happens. There's a lot between, of stuff yeah, to figure out. So, um, but yeah, so uh, on your website, like where can people find you? Um, it's MKE Drones on yeah. everything? Yep. So it's, it's if you if we're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Instagram, it's all at MKE Drones. Okay. And then our website is www.mkedrones.com. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you for coming yeah, on, absolutely. man. It was great talking to yeah. you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.